0: The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Here to preach the good news,
1: heal the brokenhearted, set captives free, and bring restoration to our community, this is Isaiah 61. From Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, here's Pastor Solomon. All right, everybody. Greetings to you out there, and um, thank God for another day that we can come to you, to your homes or your vehicles, wherever you are. We're, we're excited about what God is doing in our city, in our nation, and across the globe, and we, we just give Him all the praise and glory. Um, this is Isaiah 61, I'm sponsored by Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis. My name is Pastor Solomon, and um, here with me in the studio today... Is Layla Sutton. And um, Layla is not only a strong, you know, woman who loves the Lord and um, just exhibits a lot of great uh, maturity when it comes to the things of God and just life in general, but um, she stood by the side of our late Pastor Joe Sutton for several decades and um you know in, in ministry and raising uh, a big family and um I'm excited to have her in the studio today with me so um Leila welcome
0: thank you for having me
1: yeah and um I know you typically uh, don't uh, get out on on radio shows like this but you've done a few in the past uh and you know you agreed to come on this show Uh, As we continue to talk about legacy, the legacy um, that Pastor Joe Sutton left and um, his influence that still lives on. So I thought it was appropriate for us to have you in studio to talk a little bit about, um, you know, yourself. So if you want to just give us a little bit of history about ourselves, then we go into uh, some conversation about um, Pastor Joe.
0: Oh, I'm not really sure what to say about myself. <clears throat> Maybe I'll just start with um, I just got a phone call from um, one of Joe's kidney doctors, and uh, what a blessing he was to her. And I'm also very thankful to God for giving me 28 years with Joe in marriage. Um, we met in college, and Went different ways, and then eventually worked our way back together. So, um, I I don't really know what to say about <laughs> myself. <laughs>
1: yeah, and and it's it's about the connection that God, um, you know, made, and God is a matchmaker.
0: Yes, He is.
1: And um, sometimes we don't necessarily see the full picture. <laughs> so, you know the, how you both got connected and, you know, got married, but essentially having the same vocational career, Mm -hmm. right? You're both, you accountants. Yes. But yet so different.
0: (laughs) So we're different. Well, we're actually alike in some instances. When I look at our backgrounds as far as, you know, our parents were divorced, and we grew up Catholic, and uh, we were both interested in accounting, and, you know, as I said um, at the celebration service that we people think we were born in the wrong century as far as how we raised our kids. I mean, in those ways, we're similar. Uh, but then he is an extrovert, introvert, extrovert. I don't I know how you can be both. And I'm definitely introverted. And I think um, it's just interesting how God puts people together. I think he's in heaven and he's laughing as he's just saying, I'm going to put this person together yes. <laughs> with this person. And a uh, conversation I had with someone earlier, they were talking about how it seems like you have opposites that God puts together so that, you know, strengths can mirror or help the weaknesses in someone else's life. And so I think uh, when I just look at us, I think um, the things that he brought in in terms of just thinking about family is more than just blood mm-hmm. and maybe in my area, just bring a little bit of order to sometimes what he likes to create is chaos i just think that is you know something that god did and that in marriages in general if people can look at okay how why did he put us together and our differences actually encourage each other to to learn new things and grow in different ways
1: yeah and one of the landmark um legacies i would say that um left is the impact on the people that he met, mm-hmm. even down to his kidney doctors mm-hmm. uh, and a doctor, and also even the nurse aides and the nurses mm-hmm. that worked with him. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit about what it was like to just journey through that period, knowing that God still had a purpose mm-hmm. through the pain and through, you know, his his period of um dealing with uh, health issues.
0: Well, if you look at um so he was on dialysis for 10 years and you know at first it wasn't that bad because he could take what he called vacations during that time. So, uh so his life was pretty normal. Um the last couple of years were really difficult and 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 um but we would look at it in terms of, you know, there's a reason for everything. And we'd look at the fact that he had to go to dialysis. I mean, when you look at, you know, God says he's going to send laborers into the fields. Well, you never think about where those fields are going to be. Like you never think about a field could be the hospital until you're in the hospital. Mm -hmm. The field, you never think about the field being, you know, a dialysis clinic until you go in there. And so you could have the attitude of, you know, God, why are you doing this to me? Or you could look at it as an opportunity or this is the field that God has chosen for you to go in. And he knows that you can handle it. And so when I think about every doctor we went to see, um, even though sometimes it was difficult and very painful for him, still the joy that he had uh, for the Lord and a, and a chance to witness to people And not witness like just telling, but just witnessing in his life and how, you know, he just really did life regardless of how he felt, really encouraged all the doctors and technicians and, you know, and they actually looked forward to him, you know, visiting even though the circumstances were bad. And, you know, I was thinking about even with the foot doctor that he met with and, They would just talk about raising children. And Mm -hmm. he was like, I wish you could have been in my life earlier when I made some bad decisions. But, you know, but this was the time that God had him in his life. And so you don't get discouraged through these times, but you just realize that they're an opportunity to really lift God up.
1: Incredible. And so the scripture comes to life when we go through certain circumstances or challenges or even um, what we would what we would physically uh, term as unfortunate um, but you're saying that you both saw the purpose and in that was an avenue to do ministry yeah and not to necessarily go in and say hey Jesus be saved but you're influencing through conversation mm-hmm. that changes the heart or the mind of an individual which is I think very very impactful so with with a kidney doctor that called you um I don't want you to share as, any details but have how did you feel receive after you had that conversation how did that make you feel
0: oh well it like other conversations I think it just reminded me that um this life first of all is we're just passing through and what kind of impact are we going to make in other people's lives as we go through this time? Are we going to waddle in self pity or are we just going to do what we think is best to do? And I know for me, sometimes um, when there were really hard days, I would just remember that I'm not the only one who's had, who's gone through this situation. And scripture says that, that you don't go through something that other people haven't gone through. And I've, realize that other people have gone through. So I will go through and that encouraged me and that would encourage Joe sometimes also. And, and so then God was doing would do even with, after he passed away and getting ready for his celebration service, God would just do little things that just reminded me mm-hmm. of how many lives he touched, yes. which encouraged me. And so how many lives, um, I should say I was touched by by the fact that his reach was so far. I mean, because he just he was into friendships and relationships and and just in the little things I was just finding that or you know how he really touched different mm-hmm. people.
1: Yeah. And in in that light um in in terms of touching people, I think one of the moments that I really felt touched and there were many instances but one that really stands out to me and this is in reference to you um you made it a point to invite me over for dinner and the care and how you actually you know pushed it and really wanted that was was just amazing it, it, i i thought about it and i'm like wow this is Truly, how the family of God should be, where we 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 get together, break bread and dine, and I'm saying bringing that that up to say that, in as much as his reach was very broad and wide, um, you had a significant part to play in it.
0: I might have had a significant part, but I also look at um, over the 28 years that we were married, I grew to that point. I was not that way when we first <laughs> got married. Um, because, like I said, I, I tend to like to be by myself, and so to actually have to open my doors, um, and let people in sometimes could it was just hard. But, but over time, realizing how God intended the family to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, challenged me and still challenges me to, to open up even sometimes when I don't want to, but I mean, sometimes I want to like inviting you over, but, you know, but it's just interesting when you, when you start to see things from a kingdom perspective or a family perspective, then um, you're, those things that you're uncomfortable about, you tend to, you tend to put them by the wayside because there's such a big, a bigger picture.
1: Yeah. And, and, that's that's right. Um Thomas uh, one of one of our members of Spirit of the Lord did once say, um, as we've heard uh if you've been at the church, that you know, being around you and Pastor Joe really taught him how family looks like in the kingdom. Um so I understand the fact that, you know, you grouped to that point, but at least there was a willingness and there was yeah. that um, dedication to God's way, mm-hmm. right? And that's that's significant. And now uh, talking about family, um, how many kids and grandkids and great-grandkids do you want to...
0: <laughs> so we have uh, nine children that we raised. Um We have, oh, I think it's 12 or 13 grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have we have four biological children, then we have three adopted. And then we have three that two that we are guardians for as far as children that we raised in our home. Um, I remember the three that are adopted. I remember going to Louisiana one time and visiting some relatives. And I was like, yeah, we have foster children. And my cousin told me, there is no such thing as foster children. <laughs> they're your children. They're adopted children. That's what they are. They're in your home. And so um, that's that's who they are. They're ours. And uh, whether they like it or not, mm-hmm. at least they've accepted the fact that they're part of our family. And I definitely appreciate that. And yeah, so our family just continues to grow. It's just amazing how in 28 years you can go from <laughs> just two people to I think it's 24, 25 of us now.
1: Yeah, um, and, and you trusted God through difficult moments, right? Oh yeah, moments where you didn't know where how bills were going to get paid and yes. how resources were going to come through, and yes. but you still did not shy away from, you know, receiving people, you know, into your household. Um, do, do you do you have a, a, a defining moment or a moment that stands out to you where really God
0: showed up? Well, we had many challenging moments, (laughs) so I can't think of anything right now that stands out as, well, maybe as far as we are definitely family. Um, Mm -hmm. This is kind of a funny story. So at the time, there were seven children just had Josiah, and the question came up, when are you going to have another child? (laughs) And I thought, don't we have enough already? And so for me, it was just interesting um, that they didn't think there were too many children. Whereas, wow. you know, so um, whereas when we would go to events and things, mm-hmm. people would be like, why do you have all these children? <laughs> and It was kind of difficult. And I, I really thank God for Youth for Christ conventions that we went to where we met people that had larger families. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you could see that was OK. But for me, that was a defining moment that they they were happy. With the number in the family.
1: All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow believers, listeners, we're listening to Isaiah 61 here on AM 980, The Mission. And um, I will be back on the other side and we'll talk a little bit more with um, Layla Sutton in the studio with me. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune
0: in. Alexa, play the Mission Minneapolis.
1: Throw out that old beaver and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 980 The Mission Bible Teachers and Ministries with Alexa and Amazon Echo. (coughs) <coughs> Alright Welcome back No matter what the weapon is We win And so wherever you are listening Know that as a believer You're a winner This is one song that Pastor Joel loved so much um, No matter what the weapon is We are victorious No matter what comes our way We are victorious whether it's tragedy, whether it seems like it's it's a very difficult circumstance that you can't you can't really navigate through properly or really think through or you know uh see on the other side God is working out his perfect plan and he's gonna bring the victory to you again. Thank you for joining us on Isaiah 61. Uh, This is Pastor Solomon. Here with me today is Layla Sutton. Yes. Layla, um, before the break, we we had conversations about family and the influence of uh, Pastor Joe. One of the things that he always talked about was leadership and legacy, right? And he always wanted to leave an inheritance and leave something that's tangible that would impact. One of the commitments uh, was to young adults and the youth, with, yes. which sparked Three Deep and then the Eagles Wing. Win. So yeah. talk a little, bit about, a little bit about those programs and also um, how that has impacted our community in the North Minneapolis area and beyond.
0: So my husband has always had a heart for inner city youth. Um, From that, um, he was given a program, which we call 3D Leadership, which is uh, basically training young people through um, education, exercise, and spiritual enlightenment. So it's a program that was uh, done during the summertime in which um, young people would start out in those three areas, basically some education in the morning, uh, exercise in the afternoon, and, and a chapel service. And from that, they would go from that, um, when they got in junior high, they could actually become um, junior, well, they'd go into a training program so that mm-hmm. by the time they got to high school, they could actually work in the program, um, get paid a stipend in that program, and then eventually um take those skills that they learned and use them in college and in the real world and maybe give back through um, volunteering somewhere. And so we've had, we've done that for almost 20 years. And from that program, we've got many young people that are coaches now Mm -hmm. in the twin cities that are um, doing youth ministry in the twin cities that are also outside of the twin cities and other places wanting to duplicate or replicate that program. Um, Another area is the Eagles Wings track team, because my husband was like, you know, this was something he realized that um, a track team is something where you can have the whole family involved. So you have the parents that are watching. You have all ages. So the track team started. You could join the track team when you're as young as four years old and go till 18. And um, depending on how well you did uh, during the track meets, you could go you could travel to a, a regional meet and then the national usa mm-hmm. track and field uh, which is uh, usa track and field was a way uh was the the way to get into the olympics um, so a lot of people from usa track and field would go and try out for the olympic team and so it was a way to um, bring children from the inner city into an area Uh, that they may not have been involved in because mostly people think about basketball and so this was another way to get the whole family involved and uh, it's just been great um, seeing children and parents interacting with each other uh, learning and growing together and from that also we've had a lot of coaches that went through the program who I mean a lot of young people that went through the program who are are coaching or Mm -hmm. they've been bringing their own children once they grew up into the program. So with um, all that on the north side yeah. um, and and it continues to go. Uh, we had one person that said my husband kind of retired from the track team and one of the coaches from another team was like he was so impressed by the fact that it didn't die when my husband, um, you know, retired or, or pulled back, but that uh, one of his children took over that team and he was just so impressed that mm-hmm. you know leadership went beyond him because my husband was always strategic looking yeah. at the future and Very then the strategic. last piece was mm-hmm. the uh we st- he, three years ago my husband started working towards creating a foundation that our family would be on the board to and we would look at ministries or individuals that are doing work in the inner city and also yeah. you know providing grants for them and so that's something that we're working on now
1: yeah so, and these are three things, especially the Three Deep and then the Eagle's Wings have impacted lives, and we heard a lot of um, testimonies and um, memories during, um, you know, when we were, were celebrating the life of Pastor Joe, um, but now we're looking at the Sutton Family Foundation. Mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit about the Sutton Family Fo- Foundation and how people can support, you know, if, if there is a way for them to do.
0: That. Well, we are in the process of developing, well, we have the foundation actually established and we're are in, we're waiting for the IRS to give us our tax exempt, um, status for that. Um, like I said before, it's our family members are on the board and we look at, we're, we're going throughout the inner city to see what kinds of programs are being done that we could fund. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: At this time, um, I guess if you were to go through the, um, the Eagles Wings Track Club website or the um, 3D website or even the church website right now you could give because we haven't set up a website for the foundation yet. But since we're affiliated with all those, then the funds would be forwarded to the foundation. But that's something that we hope will grow over time. We've already had um, two individuals that are interested in doing fundraising events specifically for the foundation. And then, like I said, that's the purpose is to give to small individuals.
1: Okay. Yeah, and so we'll we'll share some more information about the foundation and the Eagle's Wings, as well as some other initiatives that have been part of the Spirit of the Lord Church. And so I want to thank you for listening, and thank you, Leila, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me on. And um, we'll see you next week. God bless you. This is Isaiah 61 with Pastor Solomon.